When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We here at the Fumbling Four Network take mental health very serious. If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. If you don't like talking on the phone, you can text or start an online chat. Once again, the number is 1-800-273-8255. Welcome to the Resident Evil Lorecast, the podcast that will explore the various mediums and lore of the Resident Evil franchise, such as the video games, movies, novels, and more. And here are your hosts, Ariel, Daniel, and Aaron. Something that might interest you. <laughs> well, welcome back to the Resident Evil Lorecast. I am your host, Aaron, and joining me, per usual, is the um, lovely, the amazing, the incredible, Daniel. the illustrious, the alluring Daniel, and just Ariel. <laughs> Ariel, and just Daniel. Bye there. <laughs> uh, Ariel, you're not going to answer to that? <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh, joining us uh, for this lovely episode is two of our lovely patrons. We have the Naked Mango. The best of all mangoes. <laughs> and of course, Seven. The best of all sevens. <laughs> <laughs> The so there are only place. seven of you? <laughs> Did you finally get the milk? Uh, <laughs> it's coming home. We got the milk. Oh, my God. We should fail. We'll get it next uh, so today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, RE9 theories and uh, what we think is going to happen. So for me off. So. Who wants to start? Uh, everyone, everyone's dead. Uh, the game's <laughs> not real. You're gonna, you're gonna pay seventy dollars, and you're gonna install like a hundred and five gigs, and it's just gonna be a really long title screen. <laughs> <laughs> and when you plus start game, the game's just gonna crash. Oh, <laughs> uh, so like every AAA title that ever comes out nowadays. Yeah, except for this one, it's supposed to do that. Oh, so the developer got it right. <laughs> oh. 
just just because Mango wasn't there off recording, Ariel did the most Ada thing ever and broke the fuck out of her fan <laughs> by Asianing too hard. By Asianing too hard? <laughs> she went, was that super Asian? <laughs> Sajian? Yeah, yeah, super Sajian. Super Sajian one. She fucking flipped it and the whole fucking fan just exploded out. <laughs> Uh, super Sajian. That was incredible. <laughs> the amount of math problems that were obliterated instantly. <laughs> <laughs> so who wants to start? Mine was real. <laughs> what do you mean who <laughs> wants to start? <laughs> uh, well, first of all, uh, I wanted to look over some of the leaks from more of the uh, well-known leakers when it comes to Resident Evil. Currently, the title of the project, or at least these are leaks, so grain of salt if you want to. Um, the title of the project is called Apocalypse. The theme is going to be the ninth phase of the moon. Uh, obviously, Resident Evil 9. And the ninth phase of the moon is the Waning Crescent. And the Waning Crescent symbolizes rest and regeneration. It is a time to look inward, finding peace, and letting go of everything that was outside of our control. Um, another leak that might be possible is it says it's the location of a ghost town in Western America. Uh, the enemies are going to be inspired once again by mythological origin and they will be deformed. Um, RE9 is the longest development uh, time that they've ever had with any of the Resident Evil games by about two, three years now, if the leak is accurate, to say. Um, let's see. It is supposedly part of the trilogy. This will end This will end the, uh, the winter's story. So, I thought they yeah. had come out and, I thought they had come out and said that they uh, decided not to do a trilogy. And Rose yeah, was ending the- it. <clears throat> the Shadows of Rose DLC was the end of the trilogy. And like I said, these are all just leaks I piled just together. Just random leaks, yeah. 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 Um, these are confirmed details. Uh, we learned that at the end of Resident Evil Village, the BSA is now using their own BOWs. Um, Rose joins Chris's Houndwolf squad. Those are kind of really the only firm details I've put together so far. I only put this together like 30 minutes before we came here. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, put together a, uh, a dossier of the current Hound Wolf squad. There's obviously Chris Redfield, whose code name is Alpha, the team captain and close quarters combat specialist. There's Emily Burkhoff, uh, code name is Tundra, she's an infiltration specialist. There's John Perlman, whose team name is Lobo. He's a heavy weapons or demolition specialist. I swear on everything holy if that man is not voiced by Ron Perlman. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to name a character John Perlman? (laughs) Yeah, I know. That was actually what came to my mind, too. I didn't actually look at who the voice actor is. (laughs) Um, There's Charlie Graham, uh, codenamed Night Howl. He was a former canine handler. Um, 
He's also one of the guardians and mentors to Rogue. Uh, there's Dion Wilson. His codename is K9. He was a communications expert. Uh, Rolando Elba. Uh, codename is Umber Eyes, the team sniper. Um, I also wanted to look because I was taking the the moon phase into consideration when I was looking for information. Um, mm-hmm. And it, well, part of that was going back to your origins or looking inward, going back to the beginning. Um, so I was curious about the founding members of the BSA. Um, yeah. I only came across three of them actually named. Um, other ones are on as advisors or agents rather than actual founding members. The only three I have right now are Chris Redfield, Jill Valentine, and Clive, uh, Clive O'Brien. I'm not, I wasn't able to find in the amount of time that I took looking for it any more members than that that are actually founding members. I don't remember. I want to say there was only like six founding members, and I don't mm-hmm. think the other three were ever named. They were basically, if memory serves, they were basically just uh, wallets. And <laughs> that's fair. When I was looking it up, though, all the sources were saying there were there's eleven original founding members. Okay. Hmm. Which is a lot of characters left unnamed. True. And currently, Chris and his team are a, a rogue element right now. They separated themselves from BSA. I cannot wait for one of the founding members to be named like Balbert Hesker. <laughs> and, and they'll just be like, Wesker, how are you here the whole time? <laughs> You're a master of <laughs> Master of deception. Oh my god. Uh, no. <laughs> Balbert Besker. The other eight members are just all clones of Wesker. <laughs> yeah, Calbert Wesker. Dalbert Wesker. Dalbert. <laughs> could just go with Bert Wesker. Bert. <laughs> Bert Wesker. Oh my god, I can't even. <laughs> so I brought up all those details, like I said, in relevance to if if the moon phase is really something we need to be looking towards for a theme. Um, I kind of wanted to bring up the current relevant information. Who are last? Uh, big names were and relatively personally feel like it might revolve around um, this actual squad that Chris has uh, going back to like uh, maybe the the original founding facility for BSA maybe it's been shuttered for some reason hmm I don't know I still kind of like Balbert Wesker no. no. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're theorizing essentially is, is that the 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 broken off branch that Chris controls of the BSAA is going to play a major part in nine. I would personally think so. I really don't want to believe that Rose's story is over. <laughs> I don't just, want it to be true. Uh, there's just 
too many details that they were very expressed or very uh, forward with going both through the game and the DLC. And that really seems like it'd be a waste. But then again, Capcom has been known to sit on their ass with the good stuff and throw everything else at the wall. Well, they also, they've had the Wolfhound stuff for like four years now because originally it was supposed to be part of Village and they just scrapped it. So it's just been on somebody's hard drive for the last four years. I'm glad they actually did something with it. Wolfhound Squad was dope. Hmm. So, okay. Let's go back to this f- f- moon phases thing. <laughs> what does everybody think about the moon phases being involved in the game? I think it would be pretty cool. It'd be a different element that they haven't ever used before. And if it means the whole... Um, Rest and regeneration, like, looking inward. Not. Yeah, that could be a play on Chris and his mental psyche at the end, you know? True. Because it, um, it is a freak... Oh, sorry. Um, it is a recurring okay. theme where he brings up uh, uh, his struggles, losing his teammates and whatnot. I, I I will be very unhappy if they bring moons and phases into nine. <coughs> Anyone from the LOZ lore cast knows that moons are my weakness. <laughs> <laughs> I think I made an image of that. You did. I've been sent like four different memes <laughs> of baby mango fighting the moon. <laughs> No, I think it uh, it makes perfect sense. Uh, I can already see random fucking puzzles involving moon phases and shit like that being used. I also wanted to suggest if it's hard to kind of figure out where Resident Evil 9 might be going, and a step at getting there might be where we don't want it to go. Does anyone have ideas where you don't want to see Resident Evil 9 go? And then we can kind of rule things out and try and figure something out from there. I'm a pretty diehard Resident Evil fan. I've never truly hated anything they've done. I don't think there's a whole lot they could do that I would be upset about. I fully expect Chris Redfield is, aside from Chris Redfield and Hunk are my two favorite characters by far. I, I fully expect both of them to be dead by the end of this trilogy. And as long as it's done right, like as long as it's not a stupid, pointless death just meant to cause trauma. Like, if they go out fighting or if they choose to go down or whatever, I'll be happy. That's a fair point. And I've never really been... Well, I shouldn't say that. Specifically, I disliked them giving uh, B.O.W.'s guns. I've always enjoyed the more being overwhelmed by sheer numbers, getting in close and being boxed in or by a very immense presence chasing you down slowly through a hallway or something like that. When they gave him guns, eh, I don't it know. turned it more into like a shooter, which yeah. I, I will admit it lost, it lost a lot of its spooky fire when it just, they just turned it to a big shooter. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm kind of a fan of shooters though. So, but I will agree that it did lose some of its spooky kind of, Shooter, yeah, shooters are fun, but 
is the, the question then would be is Resident Evil a classic shooter or is it a game that where you have a gun it's a game where you have a gun <laughs> exactly you had you had some interesting thoughts about where RE9's going well first I want to say where I don't want it to go oh okay I don't want another repeat of seven wow <laughs> I loved seven. <laughs> <laughs> I, now, I was not a fan of seven. So I think I, if they would have just, if they wouldn't have made so many fucking cuts, I would have liked it a lot better. I th- I definitely think it was short, but yeah, I know. It, I, I do know village was very 50, 50. Most people either thought it was a horrible release or their favorite game. I enjoyed, I enjoyed a especially after being so disappointed about seven. Oh shit! Village was eight. I'm so sorry. I, I was thinking seven was village, even though we're talking about nine. <laughs> Everything I've said about seven, I meant to be about village. No one make the seven eight nine joke. I swear to God. <laughs> I, I liked seven. The sec I recently finally beat it, and that's because after playing. I did a huge uh, Resident Evil run where I played all of the games over the course of like two or three months. And after playing them all together, seven was nothing. It was just another Resident Evil game. The first time I played it scared me shitless and I couldn't do it. Fucking Jack, whatever his name was, scared the piss out of me. Uh, (laughs) Baker. Yeah. Personally, I would not like to see it take uh, like a futuristic stance. I don't want to see it go into any to outer space. Agreed. I don't want to see it on the moon. Uh, I guess anything like I specifically, I always enjoy uh, gritty, realistic, realistic situations you're thrown into. And it's hard for me to put myself in a place where it's to sci-fi when it comes to horror at least in the Resident Evil series so what you're saying is you don't want it to follow the footsteps of the Fast and Furious franchise (laughs) (laughs) I'll be honest I've only seen one of those (laughs) (laughs) last time we fought a tank now we're gonna fight space Fight space. We're gonna fight space, family. Family <laughs> is the only meme I know of that thing. Family. Uh, I. What do you think, Daniel? What don't you want to see from RE9? I don't want it to go too far in the past either. So we like we had the progenitor virus from the flowers in five, and then we've had the mold from Mother Miranda back in the day. But if they go too far into the past, then it's not going to make much sense. Like, you know, because certain science and technology didn't come about to a certain amount of time. So you're not going to necessarily have a a generated virus. You'll have something that could be like naturally forming. But then if they do that, then it's going to everything that we've had so far. How are you going to connect it to what's current? You know what I mean? Like, 
if that's the case you should have already seen that virus in there or like snippets like we did the progenitor one of course that one we didn't find out till later but maybe the same scenario I mean I kind of agree with you because they if they wanted to go in the past just just stop yeah did at a it certain time period Miranda. stop yeah don't go too far no no that's that's really what I, I don't want to see is it go too far in the past because I know they've had gone back they've made games and then they'll realize hey we should have made this prequel and they'll go back like they did with Zero and they made it later but that still worked but if they're going way too far in the past then certain stuff becomes no longer like canon I don't say canon but you know what I mean it starts screwing up continuity with certain things you're like why wasn't this a thing then and it brings in more questions of why wasn't this answered or why wasn't this existing in like Resident Evil 3 when it should have been because it's now a 9 and that was in the past for example that's what I don't want to see as far as it but mostly I'm good as long as they give me more BOWs that are actually cool and not stupid we're fine this right here this is the Unizombie it's a unicorn horse with a zombie face <laughs> well I kind of like that like supposed leak of mythological creatures the Wendigo yeah could you imagine fighting like a virused up Wendigo and maybe if the moon thing is a thing it'd be actual werewolves like not the lichens from yeah I mean that would be cool but then we, we might fall into our naturally forming diseases then instead of Oh, look at this silver mine here. There was a disease trapped in there. <laughs> a ghost. So oh, wait, wait, one real quick here. If they do go in the past, Daniel, I know something that would make it worth your while. They go back in like the Jurassic era. <laughs> it's too far back. No, it doesn't matter. Zombie. Uh, just dino re- crisis just re- became just canon. Upload Dino Crisis. Yeah, I was gonna say just re Dino Crisis. This is what <laughs> <Yeah>. you wanted. <laughs> yeah. I I think they should both be in the same canon universe, but uh, both I agencies sh- are umbrella. That's the reason. <laughs> no, that we have there's, different and dinosaurs. Um, there's different agencies for that. I'll let you give off your your like where you don't want to see the series, Aaron, and then I got something else to draw attention to. So what I don't want to see from this is. With the moon leak, if this is to be believed, what I don't want us to see is a nine-day cycle time limit kind of thing. Like pulling a Majora's Mask? Mm-hmm. I don't want to see this. <laughs> I doubt we'll get it. Very rarely do we get video games that do this now without that being like the main mechanic. But I don't want to feel rushed in a Resident Evil game because... The only time you feel rushed in a Resident Evil game is when it's the final boss fight. You won, and now you got to get the GTFO because there's a bomb or a nuke or something's getting ready to go off. It's the only time in a Resident Evil game you feel rushed. I'm okay with that. Don't rush me through my entire gameplay experience. Song time. I mean, I feel you there because I wasn't a huge fan of the three-day cycle in Majora's Mask, so if they put that into... Me either. <laughs> I wonder why I that is, Mango. <laughs> well, I don't know. And if you don't know, maybe you should go listen to LOZ Podcast. <laughs> oh my god, I have $42 in my Steam wallet. That's not part of this, but you guys keep talking. I keep talking about how I don't have any money. 
Uh, I do. That's anyway, continue. <laughs> so, yeah, the... I mean, I get it. You can argue nine days is quite a long time in a video game unless they do the crap that video games like to do, which is we're only going to give you four hours of that to play through this section and then we're going to give you a crap ton of cutscenes and storyline development that gets rid of the rest of the day. And then we're going to give you two hours on this day and, you know... You got knocked unconscious. Yeah, yeah. And now five days have passed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I don't want to do that. So don't do that. <laughs> That's what I don't want to see come from this. What I would like to see from that, however, is the moon's playing an aspect into not only a storyline time frame, like, oh my gosh, we have nine days to get this done. Even though you're going to play this one sequence for the next three weeks, so you can get all the unlockables in this area. Canonically, it's only been two hours. <laughs> I want to see that. You know, we got a time frame to, you know, to deal with this situation. It's nine days, nine moonfalls. That's all we got. Or maybe the cycles of the moon affect the BOWs in certain ways. Maybe in like three day cycle, the Wendigo BOW will mutate. Or, you know, something along those lines. I'd like to see that being what the moon cycle is all about. Well, I don't think it's necessarily like the like the moon cycle isn't like a nine days cycle. I think it's like the ninth phase of the moon or mm. something like that. So like they could even just do the game in one night. Yeah. And something like that. I, mm. So I did kind of want to steer the conversation towards um, the bit about the enemies being are looking deformed. Um, okay. And this is kind of from left field. But uh, what if they're deformed because the zombies uh, or whatever we see there were actually given birth to? What if the reason the BSAA has control, perfect control over those uh, BOW agents they sent alongside into Village um, are because they're half living, half dead, and they're actually being given birth to by some BOW themselves or by uh, this is, and this might be <laughs> a little much, but by human females. They did that in four with the weird insect people. That's how they started. Yeah, it's been gross. a while, but <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I, that was by. I don't doubt it. Like, what you're yeah. saying, I just I don't recall, but. Uh, that wasn't me being like, your idea is dumb. That was me being, uh, it's perfectly viable. They did that. Uh, that's not what I took it as. Um, I was you know just like, do you know what? Fuck you. That's exactly what I meant. <laughs> Be offended. <laughs> I'm okay with both. No God dang it. <laughs> I'm here to have my opinions challenged and to be okay with it. Um, and that's why this half-living, half-dead connection gives them both control over the BOWs and why they might look deformed because they didn't go through the natural stages of growth in life. Puberty. Puberty. Oh. <laughs> wow. 
Baby zombies. Fighting prepubescent zombies. I mean, what do you think of that? I mean, it sounds... I give you... Think of it this way. It's kind of like watering down the virus in a way to make it where like the BOWs are 100% controlled, like controllable, trainable, mm-hmm. whatnot, because the virus itself has been watered down through um, generations, essentially. Yeah. But yet they still have like the good aspects of the virus yet are more controllable and more you know not human but human I like that because I like that because there is no easier way to scare me than little girls little demon girls scared the absolute fucking shit out of me shout out to uh, (laughs) oh god what was it called for fear, first encounter assault recon, um, and also dead space with the the tiny children and the exploding babies. <laughs> I I would enjoy. I I want this to be kept in the podcast. I will enjoy just murdering seas of zombie children. It's very cathartic for me <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's important to face your fears. <laughs> <laughs> Get the flamer. No, I have a flamer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that sounds like? Sounds like a lot of heretic. <laughs> yeah, the heretic behavior. <laughs> That's heresy right there, sir. Do you want heresy? This is how you get heresy. <laughs> um, I don't see. know. I, I kind of like the idea of essentially them using humans as more of like an incubation tube you know it's I also feel like if we go that route they're going to be cross breeding different viruses and parasites together like they've already been doing but on an extreme level they could even go the if anyone wants to play Dragon Age the brood mother approach where oh no Yes, dwarven women. Have have you, Aaron or Daniel? I assume Ariel has not played Dragon Edge, where they kidnap dwarven women, infect them with the Dark Spawn Plague, and they turn into just like gargantuan uh, baby factories. Uh, that's uh, that's all they. They just pump out more Dark Spawn. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. I. That very much seems like a Resident Evil thing to do, honestly. And, and that was kind of my point steering it towards this is I've noticed that they are sticking with the uh, deeper horror route that it is a uh, high action. I mean, it's still an action game, but there, if there's deeper roots for horror yeah. or suspense. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think we'll take a mid break here. And when we come back, We'll talk more RE9 theories. Well, here we are in the middle of the show. Ariel. Yep. What do we do here? It's all from Italy. <laughs> you get more and more depressed by saying that every fucking episode. 
Yeah. I'm upset because she didn't say it in my show last night. <laughs> Guest star my ass. Uh, all right. I got you next time. I got you. <laughs> so what do we do first here? We thank our patrons. Our patrons. So we have to thank our patrons. Starting with our VIP patrons, such as Cerberus91, Chris Slate, Christian, Dog 47 Glenn Meeks, Jay Soobs, Jeremy Kelly, Lord Salazar, Naked Mango, <laughs> Star Power Bitches. Oh yeah, Naked Mango's here! <laughs> I thought I forgot here. here. You are. <laughs> the Compound... The Pumpkin King, uh, the seven, just seven. It's seven. You're. <laughs> Say it four more times. <laughs> do I summon? What do I summon? I don't want to do it. <laughs> Will Jarrett, William Jackson, and our all access patrons, Edward Parks, Remington Cloutier, and of course, our official patrons, Quattro Hawkes. Paul Murphy, Ryan Black, and some random guy. So thank you to our patrons. You're amazing. We love you. And you make this all possible. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. I, do I need to get the duct tape out again? <laughs> Such a happy person. I am. <laughs> But really, yes, thank you, patrons. We do greatly appreciate it. And thank you, listeners, because without you, we wouldn't have a show. I get to be mean to Aaron. We would have that. You just have to do it on a different one. Yeah, L-O-Z. <laughs> uh, well, while we're here, Mango, what'd you bring today? <laughs> I brought I don't feel like trying that hard this time I didn't do a whole lot of searching I just went oh. to Japanese Amazon because I thought it'd be funny oh my god and it was I found a cosplay photo collection of Ada Wong in what can only be described as scraps of clothing <laughs> I guess she is technically wearing a full shirt it's just not doing much Oh god. <laughs> anyway, it is 5280 yen, which is roughly $35.61. It's not roughly, that's how much it is. Is that it? You're not going to try and sell it to me? <laughs> what, what's to sell? It's Ada Wong with big ass tits. <laughs> Next. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, uh, thank you for that riveting merchandise. <laughs> Don't let him fool you. He is putting it in his cart right now. I am not putting it in my cart right now. My hands are nowhere near the computer monitor. We can see your monitor. I can see the number just going up. Oh, my God. That is the recording. <laughs> Why are you zoomed in on the tits? <laughs> so done with all of you. <laughs> Ariel, what did you bring? <clears throat> Well, I read an article, much like I always do. This comes from IGN, and the title is Resident Evil 4 Separate Ways DLC Review. What? Uh, yes, Separate Ways DLC is out. 
Uh, well, can't use that one. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really want to go too much into the review yet because spoiler, you know, if you haven't got gotten it yet, but I will say that the <clears throat> Separate Ways DLC is out. Go buy it now. It's ten bucks. Well, it's nine ninety nine, but come on, it's ten bucks. It's about Ada Wong, who you can also purchase a sticker of having giant tits in a nursing outfit. Oh my god. There you go. There you go. My name's Aaron. Sell it to me, but don't talk. (laughs) But I will put the link for that article in the show notes for anybody that's interested in reading a review about it. Just don't want to, you know, spoil it right now. Spoilery. Yeah. Nice. So, Daniel, what'd you bring? Well, never mind. Seven, what'd you bring? (laughs) No, Daniel, go ahead. (laughs) So, first, I have to ask Have you ever wanted to break into your own Resident Evil facility? Yeah. To your own umbrella facility? If I own it, why would I break into it? No, no, you're not breaking into yours, like your real life facility. This is oh, how no. pathogens escape. No, yeah, stop. No, no. The whole first no, Resident no. Evil movie was about this. <laughs> In fact, the Netflix series started with this very situation. Sorry, I'm not listening. I'm selling you a product. <laughs> <laughs> so on Etsy, by the printed pebble, you can get your own Umbrella Level 5 clearance badge. And it is customizable, I believe. I, From what I'm looking at, it looks like you can... Send your picture and a name, and they'll put it on there. But it only puts you in charge of bioweapons division. Or at least you work for that division, but you have level 5 clearance. So if you need to get into your own local umbrella facility, this badge is for you. It only gets you into level 5 biological weapons clearance. That's fine. Level 5 is usually high. The I think only. I think they're gonna look away when you're like, oh yeah, I need to get in the cafeteria. I got level five clearance. Oh, I'm just there in my LOZ Lorecast T-shirt. I have a badge. <laughs> I have a badge. Well, it'll work. <laughs> um, so on Etsy, it is four dollars and twenty-five cents. Not for sure if that includes shipping or not. I doubt it for the price. Oh, actually. It's an instant download, so it looks like you have to print it out. So actually, you don't get it sent to you. Sorry. <laughs> so you're buying with your own ink. <laughs> so for four twenty-five, you can be your own umbrella agent, and you can make fake IDs for every one of your friends. Just like high school. To break into, <laughs> to only break into umbrella though, it doesn't help you if you get carded somewhere else. If <laughs> you get carded, listen, this is my re. Look, I work, I work for umbrella, sir. So that's not gonna work here. <laughs> I don't oh think you God. understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know who I am? <laughs> Pull a Wesker for sure. Looks like you're out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, four twenty-five by the printed pebble. Oh my God. On Etsy. All right, Seven, what'd you bring for us today? I brought, uh, well, I guess technically two things. An article and something to buy. Um, I like to Firstly, buy. the article is detailing some recipes made in real life from the Resident Evil Village. Um, they have such things as the herb fish or 
be damn it. Uh, Tuchitora de Pui. <laughs> Otherwise, that is made by one Andy Me. Um, as for what to buy, he also recently came out at the beginning of this year with called the Ultimate Gamers Book. And this contains recipes um, over uh, 50 different recipes from different games that you can make game nights or just for having anyone over. Um, the recipes do uh, have like they're relatively simple, simple to make. Um, some of them are a little bit more difficult, but for the most part they're relatively easy. And I have been searching for a long time, trying to find an actual cookbook for Resident Evil. So I don't actually know if the Resident Evil recipes are in here, because you have to purchase it to really find out, and I have not done so yet. But regardless, it's still recipes from games, so you might find something you like in there. So we got recipe cookbook for gaming. Uh, sounds like that's a must buy for us. It's <laughs> yeah. It's actually relatively cheap. Uh, you can get a Kindle version for ten ninety nine or a hardcover for eighteen seventy one. So we buy the hardcover and we make a cooking channel on YouTube. Uh, I mean, we do have the LOZ cookbook and the Dandy cookbook. So, yeah, let's add Resident Evil to it. And let's I have Samji's cookbook from One Piece. I could be on this channel. <laughs> <laughs> I give no fucks for One Piece. So. <laughs> but That's I okay. do. It's just for people who believe in dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Which, once again, I give no fucks over. So I believe We've it. noticed you crush mine and Aaron's every day. <laughs> I live to serve. (laughs) (laughs) She is a woman of the people. As long as the (laughs) people. Yeah, the woman of the person. That person is Ariel. Oh my god. (laughs) Accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right, so it's my turn. And, I and now we're going to the end of the show. Fine, you don't That's get so the funny. Leon merch. I was then. about to do the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> no Leon merch for you then. I'm wearing my Leon shirt tonight. So. <laughs> oh gosh! So on Etsy from the creator Taku McKint, you can get your own glass dome with. LEDs of Leon Kennedy versus zombies in front of the Raccoon City sign diorama. Uh, this is going to run you about $57.29, but it is super freaking sweet. It is handmade. It is a diorama of the scene. Well, I guess a make believe scene because I don't ever remember this from any of the games. <laughs> Of Leon fighting a cop zombie and a regular old street zombie in front of the rusty old nasty raccoon city home of Umbrella city sign. There's two straight lamps above it and they do light up. It's pretty awesome. 
So if you want one of those, check it out. Link will be in the show notes below. And uh, I would hurry up because it says there's only six left in stock and he plans to not continue this item. So I want it. Well, that is it for the middle of the episode. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Except for hmm? our any credits. Spons. Please don't ever make that noise again, <laughs> ever. <laughs> he sounded normal. Do you just not want him to talk? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. So I think the word you were trying to say but kind of failed was sponsors? Yes. It was a hard word for me, so thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. It's got two okay. syllables. Well, super hot. <laughs> so, why don't you just roll on over to Fan Rolled Ice, use our promo code AlmightyC10, which, whew, AlmightyC10, and save yourself 10% off a set of dice or like 20 sets of dice. And, you know, you're going to need some bags to put the dice in and they also sell what what and dice trays to roll it in or dice towers whichever your preferences or both because why not so yeah use our promo code almightyc10 which is ALO mighty the letter c and 10 and save yourself 10% off on that and then you can switch on over to Nixie Gaming use our promo code LOZLore and save yourself 10% off switch accessories so they got all different types of accessories like carrying cases and docking stations and controllers and their newest thing which is the GameCube controller which is pretty cool so yeah save yourself 10% off on that and while you're you know gaming either on your Switch or TTRPGs you can just zoom on over to W Energy and save 10% off yeah, <laughs> I did that just for you, Mango, because I didn't say W Energy yesterday. So I appreciate it. I heard it. That's why I jumped right in. <laughs> <laughs> so they have a bunch of different assorted flavors of energy drinks, and I'm going to name off some because they are pretty funny. Calio Cream Energy, Push and Punch, Big Energy Tears, Beach and Peach, Dragonade, Galaxy Grenade. And dub sludge. Dub sludge. Dub sludge. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> so yes, use our promo code fumbling four, which is fumbling and the number four, and save yourself ten percent off energy drink to keep you awake with your gaming. Let's go. That's it. That's all. I'm They're done. sponsors. That's it. Yep. We're going to the end of the episode. Yep. Let's go! Well, here we are at the end of the episode. It's very Indian here. <laughs> really? Jackass, I was about to say it. Yeah, but you don't like it. So it's awful I... Indian here. Son of a bitch. Well, anyway, we're here to talk about RE9 theories. What's it going to be about? What we don't want it to be about. So... Ariel, we always ask everyone else, 
and you sit over there and you you wait to the perfect moment. So now you have to start. What do you? What are your thoughts? <clears throat> okay, so this is like completely just what I think and has you know no leaks or anything. Okay, so well, I think it's going to be on all of the characters. All of the old characters. And it's going to be a conclusion for all of them. I think that Death Island was setting it up to why all of them would be together. Because they're, you know, Leon and Jill never actually met each other and, you know, etc. They, they're off doing their own things. I feel like Death Island brought them all together and is a good reason why they would be together in Nine. And what I kind of think is that it's going to kind of go like how Revelations did. is You're going to go in different viewpoints. So in one, you could be playing Leon and Claire with like Hunnigan as your, um, you know, in your year. And then the other one would be Chris and Jill with Rebecca in their ear type of thing. Yeah. And it'll be like a nice final conclusion for the, all the old characters. I have no backing on this. This is just my own personal theory and I could be 100% completely wrong. That's just what I think. I'm gonna get the gang back together. And then here's my real big twist, okay? Real big twist here. You know who the bad guy is? Albert. Wesker. Albert Wesker. Burt Wesker. Burt. Burt Besker. No, just what? Albert Wesker. It's going to be the whole big revelation that he actually was cloned and the one of his clones died in five. He was testing out what would happen if he just injected himself with every known virus. That's really not what happened, but that's what I feel like. And he was testing the theory out. So who we saw die in five was actually a clone. And the real Wesker is still out there. And he took that as, oh, now I'm going to go hide in the shadows for a bit. People think I'm dead. So he's just been like the puppeteer this whole time in the background. So he's going to be revealed as the big bad guy. And they finally all get their epic conclusion. And so does Wesker. Does anybody think this is going to be the last Resident Evil game? <clears throat> Period. As long as it makes money now. I mean, that's been my headcanon since N5 Wesker took a dip in the kitty pool now. <laughs> I don't think this is going to be the end of the Resident Evil franchise. I think this is just going to be the end of this arc of Resident Evil. I think Resident Evil is going to take a whole different spin on things. Since they're definitely spinning into more mythology now, I think that's where we're going to start to head with the series. But I think this is the final, like Ariel said, I think this is the final chapter for all our old characters. I think what we might get is some new characters introduced in 9, possibly even the entire you know, XBSAA team might be our new team of characters. They might be our Bravo squad. It could. 
It's one possibility. It also could just be like how they did with Ethan, just some random people. Two, I mean, it could. Could do a few different things because they could do it that way. They could do another big incident happening somewhere. You know how it all started with basically they f- Raccoon City. They finally bring back Sheva. <laughs> <laughs> she was 20 when Chris was like 48. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Billy? <laughs> no, I I I think this is going to be the moment where we see a tailspin into a completely different Resident Evil moving forward. Yeah, and I'd be fine with it if our beloved characters get a nice conclusion even if it means like they died you know whatever there's an end like I said as long as they don't do it in a way that a lot of people do where it's it serves no purpose other than it's clearly meant to make you feel something I'll be okay with it so here's my question if we're all in agreement they're going to move forward in a different direction how would you guys feel if zombies weren't the main focal point anymore? They aren't really. Yeah, zombies definitely haven't been a main focal point in a long time. Yeah. I'd be okay with it, though. If they went to more unique BOWs instead of using the same ones, just shit you haven't done before. Creating your own. It could just not even be based off of like an animal just creating your own fucking monsters at this point that'd be pretty cool I mean I get what you guys are saying we haven't had zombies for a long time but we still have had zombies flavored in randomly throughout Uh, or zombie-esque creatures so when you say zombies are you including B.O.W.s well yeah of course what Uh, I'm talking about I wasn't uh What I'm talking about is like, okay, obviously we have our normal zombies. You know, we have the zombies, we have the Cerberus, we have the Lickers, you know, we have those from the Gen 1 kind of stuff. But those things have progressed gradually into different forms as the game series itself has evolved. Like, we still have some grotesque, nasty, like, for example, in 4, we have, um, I can't remember what the hell they are. They blow up and they got spikes. What is the name of those? Regenerators? No. Yeah, it's, yeah it is yeah. regenerators. Yeah, yeah. No, the, that's the right hand man. So the regenerators is this kind of mindless being. You know, it still has that zombie esque kind of styling to it. Yeah, it's a BOW and it's totally different, but it still has that kind of mindless crawler style of horror. With its. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, we have the mold monsters in seven. You know, we've got in village we still have different you know mold creatures we still have these zombie-esque style creatures but what if now moving forward in the series we don't have those dumb enemies the zombie style enemies we've got nothing but intelligent hunters that's probably what umbrella's been trying to do i mean yeah but how would you feel as a player with the franchise depends on how well they do it if it's done well fantastic it's done like shit 
Meh. Yeah, for me, it it, re- it genuinely all comes down to how much effort Capcom puts into it. If it's if it's a bunch of half-assery, no. If they put the time into it, yeah. I know that's a Which very I- generic and boring answer, but that that's <laughs> the truth. No, I I think at this point it's safe to say that Capcom is going to take the time necessary to make things flow, because Resident Evil is in itself their biggest baby. They want to take care of this asset as much as they can. I mean, aside from the Street Fighter series, Capcom's literally banking on Resident Evil 90% of the time. Monster Hunter. Well, Monster Hunter, yeah. They make a shitload of money on Monster Hunter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that's only in the most recent of years become super popular in America. I mean, now I'm not saying like in the 2020s, but, you know, in the 2000s when Monster Hunter really started to take off here in America. Resident Evil's been around since day one. And so is Street Fighter. I'm just going to go with Daniel here and Dino Crisis is going to make a comeback. (laughs) When in doubt, bank on Dino Crisis. (laughs) They have to listen to someone eventually. (laughs) Dino Crisis. Oh, gosh. So anyway, does anybody else have any other thoughts about RE9? I actually do have one. I Resident Evil has become very famous for its replayability, and I love the fact that it's replayable. That being said, I don't think replayability is an excuse to make an incredibly short game. I shouldn't be able to beat a game three times in 12 hours. I I want them, like I said with Village, like I said with Village, I... I loved Village. It's probably my favorite to date. I don't understand why they had to make so many cuts. The game was incredibly short. They could have done so much with eight. Realistically, they had four different houses as well as Miranda herself. They could have like gone deep in exploring all of those areas. Could have been DLC. Either that or uh, the game in multiple parts. You know what I mean? More than yeah, because in four, the castle, you spent a good chunk of your time there. They could have done that same with Castle Dimitres. Well, I, Castle I, Dimitres was the only one that, to me, felt like it took any amount of time at all. You can you could beat uh, Benevento, whatever it was, in Benevento. Yeah, uh, especially on your second playthrough, minutes, just haul ass through that. The only reason I can't think of his name, but uh, Fishboy Supreme took any <laughs> amount of time at all is because it was a lot of running and puzzle right, solving. That's, that's his name from now on. Fishboy, Fishboy Supreme. Fishboy Supreme. And then uh, Furry Boy, his Furry took Boy. his was just full. It, it just turned into Call Isaac of Duty Burke. whenever you went to kill him. Welcome back. Hey, there was no. There, yeah, you're fine. The, realistically, <laughs> the only reason any of the like it's like resident evil instead of being one big sometimes like you fight and then there's some puzzles it literally split everything everyone loves into them and created a house where you only have to worry about that one thing per house yeah i would have loved to have to do like you need to go to house beneviento to get a key to go back to you know dimitrisk manor to open a door and then you got to go i would have loved 
that would have pissed me off, and that's what I look for when I play Resident Evil. Yeah, make me backtrack. Yeah, it pisses back you off. <laughs> it, yeah, well, the thing is, is that honestly, this is the one series that most fans can honestly say, yeah, that pisses me off. But it's something I want to discipline myself with. I want to beat myself with. I want to be punished with this. It pisses hurt, me off, but it's my hurt expectation. Me, hurt me, daddy. <laughs> uh, all right okay so you were talking about a while back ago now if zombies weren't part or at least weren't a main uh part of the series here or in resident yeah. 9 and if it was just like intelligent hunters you could still include so consider it you have a relatively large map you gotta go around and do things at certain times Maybe there is a day and night cycle. Um, and this, this operation, it like canonically, it only takes a few days, but there's like certain times during that where things are achievable. And the reason why is because there's hordes of zombies in this area that block, block it up. Um, and then that leaves you can either choose to go through those hordes and therefore expend a lot of ammo and time to try and achieve things, or you can choose to go through the safe routes, but there are intelligent hunters too up there. So you can either choose more of an action uh, based style gameplay or more of a slow paced horror thriller style gameplay. Yeah. See, I would like that. <laughs> I would even be, I imagine this would be incredibly difficult to do, but I think it would be interesting for them to have a kind of a like difficulty slider, but may have it, you know, classic horror run and gun type mm -hmm. deal. Like maybe more enemies, but more ammo or uh, less enemies, more spooky, you know, <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> Give me more spooky. I want jump scares. <laughs> No, I mean, the thing is, you can't make everyone happy. So slide bars, options to start the game with classic or modern. Yeah, you can do this. It becomes a developer's nightmare. I'm sure. It would sure. be ridiculously expensive to make, I, I imagine. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, is that at the end of the day, as long as you hit the core of what Resident Evil is, which in a nutshell is a compelling story mystery elements throughout puzzles and surprises you will pretty much appease the masses you're not going to make everyone happy but as long as you have those basic elements you'll have a classic Resident Evil game essentially my thing is I don't need to make everyone happy they just need to focus on me and what I want. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. So basically, <laughs> my big gripe with a lot of things right now is it's always trying to include the next generation or uh, making something for everyone. I'm okay with building your player base or growing it, reaching to a younger audience, but it should still be that genre that you're working in and, you know, make what you want to make. Don't really care about trying to reach everyone build that dedicated fan base that's why i'm confused why they canceled Revel the revelation project because that was supposed to be 
their response to we're trying to modernize our games. Four was super popular, so that's why they made a game like five, which is where six came from. And then they made Revelation to go back to their roots. Revelations was supposed to be more spooky, more puzzle solving, less run and gun. Um, it kind of wound up being a little, uh, a little in between. Uh, but I don't understand why they didn't just continue on that path. <laughs> Make your run and gun Resident Evil games, but you can also just as easily just make two versions of get your multi-billion dollar company. You can make two games at the same time. Yeah, but everybody's working on Street Fighter and Monster Hunter. <laughs> that, that's a whole lot of other teams. <laughs> exactly. They only have a certain amount of number of people for teams. They just need Gear- to hire more people to put on teams. Gearbox wanted to make a lot of, wanted to spend a lot of time on Borderlands 3, so they just isolated an island and had everybody from their company on that island to work on Borderlands the pre-sequel. You're going to tell me Capcom <laughs> can't do that shit? <laughs> it's not that they can't. It's that they won't. I just hire everybody. Just do the same thing that uh, Gearbox did. Hire everybody in New Zealand to make a game while you focus on your other projects. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> everybody uh, in New Zealand make this game now. Well, I should say when I was looking up information, um, the last three Resident Evil, uh, Resident Evil games have actually all started before their predecessor was released. Like development started on them. Um, sometimes years ahead. Uh, the rumor for Resident Evil 9 is that it actually started, the development started in 2018, and we probably won't see it till 2025. Um, that means that, like I said, this is, if it pans out and those rumors are true, this is the longest time that they've taken to develop a game. I'm a little worried they might try an open world just because it's popular right now, and that would be a real tough to do and I don't know if they could do it I'll hate it so much I'll buy it (laughs) but god I'll I'll be upset about it see this is I'll say this and I think we'll end on this note if they were to do uh, if they were to do an open world game if they did it like Ubisoft did Division with Resident Evil and you are playing a nobody survivor no name and you are just trying to get out of cities and basing it off of the first three games and the franchise, we might have be onto something. Survivors just trying to get out of the city. We might I, be onto something. I would agree to that. I really, truly, I, I, I enjoy open world games. Sorry, when you said open world, my first thought was MMO and I fucking hate MMOs. <laughs> I wanted a lot of F. I want a lot of emphasis on that F. <laughs> but open world, I think, could be done, especially like you said, if it was like Division mm-hmm. and, and games like that. Well, with all that being said, is there anything anybody else wants to include before we wrap this bad boy up? A nice little bow. Uh, Yeah. Huh? Code Veronica remake. Do it. Do it now, <laughs> Capcom. <laughs> Fill out those surveys. Do it. Uh, well, on that note, I want to thank our lovely guests for joining us on today's episode. I'm the pretty one. Yeah, okay. 
But uh, speaking of pretty ones, Mango, do you want to do you want to go ahead and name drop today? Some uh, exciting news coming from uh, coming from your end. Yeah, uh, I recently took a blood test and I'm not diabetic. Okay, that's exciting, but that's not what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we are we being me and my lovely co-host Bowie. We are going to be doing our first Patreon ex- or patron episode with Warhammer this coming week. Ooh, that's me. I'm Maui. You're All right. Well, I'm boy. disconnecting, but I'm super excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, myself and Mango have recently started the Warhammer Lorecast. And uh, yeah, our first patron episode is me next week. So... If you like Warhammer and you like lore, then you definitely want to go check that out. Uh, it's we, we actually just recorded a special episode with a special guest, and me and Ariel had our tarot cards read. That's not how you say it at all. It's tarot. You, you had your tarot. We had a tarot reading. Yeah. <laughs> I had a parrot read cards out loud to me. I had a parrot reading. <laughs> that was actually a lot of fun, though. It, we, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to shout out to Mallory over at um, Sun and Root Healing. Sun, yeah, Sun and Root Healing. And I, it was on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Mallory over there at Sun and Root Healing for doing that for us. But uh, but yeah, it's exciting. Go check it out. Um, yeah, it's welcome to another fumbling four show. So, well, on that note, thank you all for listening. Tune in next week. Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us tonight on the Resident Evil Lurecast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, tell a friend. Leave a comment and a review. If you want to keep chatting with us about all things Resident Evil, you can find us on the Robots Radio Discord. You can also chat with us at RE Lurecast on Twitter. Till next time, stay safe out there. And remember, we might have something that might interest you, stranger.